This is the Galaxy Divided. My name is Dylan Vogel. I'm here with Jonathan Cutler. Hey. Um, we're on the first four episodes of Clone Wars today, the Clone Wars cartoon. We're going to be going over the first four. And those four episodes would be Ambush and the Malevolent. Malevolence? Malevolence trilogy. Uh, what were your opinions? I assume you watched them all? I watched every single one. The, of the four? Okay. Yeah. Um, good, bad. You've watched more episodes than I have, so... Where does it, it was a real... Ambush was a weak start. It was very, I don't know, set, a Saturday morning cartoon. But the malevolence was actually pretty good. I, I got I to gotta hand it to it. It, it really told a good story. It's there. funny because Ambush, I was reading an interview with the director, uh, and uh, he's like, we wanted to start out with, like, we wanted a strong start, and so we thought a fun Yoda episode would be the way to kick it off. It's the best way to start the series. And what's more fun than Yoda killing a bunch of battle droids? Fun Yoda is the equivalent of, uh, of a filler episode. There's no <laughs> anything there. Okay, well, then let's just touch upon that episode at first um, before we get into what I assume will be the meat and potatoes of this podcast, which is the Malevolence trilogy. Uh, ambush! Um, yeah, so Yoda basically gets called... Uh, to meet with the the Watto species, Toydarians. Uh, Toydarians, um, and he is his ship is shot down by the separatists uh, who have already met with the Toydarians and said that they would be better off teaming up with the Confederacy than the Republic. And a sort of test is agreed on between the separatists, the Republic, and the Toydarians, and if Yoda can. Uh, can get there by nightfall, then the Toydarians are helping the Republic. That's simple. Um, first question, how much does this shift the war now that the Toydarians are helping the Republic? Well, as we know, the Toydarians are a mighty warrior clan. They're a warrior planet, and I think that this is really what, in the end, won the war for them. This was the turning point? This was it. Because, um, yeah. No, go on. Uh, I, I wanted to point out that these Toydarians are far less Jewish than Watto was. I was. That was my next comment. Like it, this right? was a damage control episode for their whole species. I want. I want them to go to Naboo, and for the Gungans to just be like, "Oh, hello!" Like <laughs> just the ones in the movies were really racist. Yeah. But no. These, I, I want to know about these Toydarians. They're, they were pretty interesting. Yeah, they uh, definitely different than Watto, um, who. It may have been corrupted a bit by Tatooine's uh, more free-thinking society. Absolutely. Um, Asajj Ventress continues to be pretty, uh, pretty awful in this series compared to every Jedi she happens to come in combat with. Oh, she's the worst. Also, it's interesting they don't have an introduction. Like, uh, she just starts with the Separatists. Yeah, uh, like this. This was a really weird episode to kick the series off on, um, yeah. even though it was really kicked off by the movie, which was actually supposed to be the first few episodes, and then they just combined them to form the movie and released them in theaters. But mm -hmm. uh, to, the official kickoff for the series, uh, Yoda and a bunch of clones, um, and actually the first theme that I seen was touched on in both this and in the Malevolence episodes, is the Jedi really love to talk up their clones. They love their clones. 
And, and Grievous does not like droids, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll avoid you trapping me into moving on from this episode right away. No, Yoda talks up the clones and is like, I can't, I can't win this without you. And he even, he even leaves um, a bunch of destroyers for the clones to destroy themselves. So that was nice of him. Build, boost their ego. Yeah, clones are not people. I don't. I, I will never learn their names. <laughs> well, and it's 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 a weird, self-conflicting, uh, self-conflicting uh, theory that they have that they need to treat their go- clones with dignity, despite them breeding them for the sole purpose to commit war with the the Confederacy. Yeah, it's a mixed message. Um, Dooku has his first pissed off with his underling moment in this episode because he legitimately thought Asajj Ventress and a bunch of battle droids would be able to beat Yoda. Yeah, okay, I'm going to just jump to the end real quick. Yoda took her sabers with the Force, gave them back, and then she dookooed out of there. I, just, <laughs> I, I, I can't not talk about this. Yeah, do we want to call this a, a, a Republic failure for not capturing Ventress, seeing as she basically gave herself to him? Like, absolutely, because he should have taken her lightsabers, and then she should have uh, hit the explosion. But Yoda giving her her lightsabers back isn't having her surrender. Like, I feel like he wanted her to try something. Definitely. Um, This also is the first of what I believe is going to be a recurring theme of the Republic triggering, triggering Confederacy traps. Yeah, yeah. I... Yeah, absolutely. That's what this entire show's going to be, I'm sure. All right, but so we'll we'll move past this episode. It's it's not super duper, um, but I guess we can call it a uh, definitive Republic victory and uh, Jedi power rankings. Uh, I believe this shoots Yoda up to the top. Am I wrong in that thinking? That belief? One hundred, one hundred percent. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't seem to have missed a step at all, and he appears like. I mean, you could just drop him into a single planet, and he'd be able to uh, take care of it himself. So that would leave Yoda above Anakin, uh, Dooku, then Dooku, then Obi Wan. Um, does this failure drop Ventress below Ahsoka? One hundred percent. Okay, so Ahsoka's at the bottom. Um, all right. So, what do you think of the Malevolence trilogy? Uh, the three episodes are called Rising Malevolence, Shadow of Malevolence, and then Destroy Malevolence. They were really good. They were really good. Very, um, Especially uh, Destroy uh, was very New Hopian. Um, it, was, it was good. It was, I thoroughly enjoyed them. I can see that, yeah, with the, uh, the sort of the tractor beam and the, on a, uh, yeah. amp, like, breaking into an enemy ship. Uh, let's, let's start with a Rising Malevolence. And uh, the premise of this episode is the Confederacy, there are rumors that they have a new weapon, which is uh, reinforced by the fact that Republic ships just keep getting ambushed and destroyed with no survivors. Uh, Master Plo Koon gets uh, caught up by said weapon when he's investigating it, and it turns out to be a giant ion cannon. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, and we'll start with the weapon. That is, like, for as simple as it is, that is an amazing weapon that the Confederacy should build tons of. Yeah, there, there's no reason they couldn't make the little, uh, they couldn't make it bigger, they shouldn't have, they should have more, they should make it smaller so they can use it more. Just use this, go with this. 
Yeah, the first attack is just zero casualties on the Confederacy. It takes out three Republic Star Destroyers, because I don't know what their former name is called. Right. Uh, and just just decisive victory by the Confederacy. Um, if I did better research, and I, you might know this off the top of your head, this isn't, is this the first ion cannon like in the whole universe? Has it, did the Confederacy invent it? There were legends that there were others, but fact states that this is the first one as of now. So you would say that the former ions weren't canon. <laughs> I, I, I would not say that, but I agree with the statement. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, so Plokun gets hit with the, uh, with the ion cannon bef right before he's able to get a, uh, a message out to, to Anakin and Ahsoka so they know, for the most part, where uh, he is. This is all, it's also revealed that Ahsoka was sort of raised by Plo Koon. Which is a thing, I guess. Yeah, no, she needs a backstory, and Plo sure. Koon, up until this point, has pretty much been a mystery throughout the series. I mean, he, yeah, he himself is, I don't know what he is. <laughs> I'm putting that out there. Uh, okay. Oh, I'm sure I could I could get that pulled up really quick. Uh, nope, you've come too far. Okay. Um, well, in Ahsoka, continuing with her cute, he is a uh, a Doran, by the way. Um, oh. No, he's a Keldor. He comes from the homeworld Doran. Uh, but Ahsoka continues her adorable nickname track record with Master Plo, which catches on immediately because everyone calls him that now. Um, mm. I, so uh, anyway, we get. He's stranded, Anakin and Ahsoka are sort of going against orders to go and mount a rescue mission. And uh, meanwhile, the Confederacy has a team of battle droids going from pod to pod, uh, killing clones. And this is actually the first casualties we have on the Republic side of things uh, in the war, so. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, and then we get a, as Anakin and Ahsoka are looking for him, we get a semi-space battle. Uh, with Plo Koon and three clone troopers fighting the, the pod hunter in space, uh, which I think marks a point of importance because we now know that clone armor has one functionality and it, it lets you breathe in space. Yeah, I want more space outside space combat. <laughs> I want to... I, I want to... I have one thin point of contention and this might actually teach us something about the Star Wars universe. Apparently there is a light amount of atmosphere in all parts of space because you are able to shout communication at each other. Um, yeah, well, you have to remember this was a long time ago. So, yeah, back then... There was more air. Space, yeah, there was all the air. It's, it's, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yep, we got sounds in space. Uh, Plo Koon and three, three clones have no problem breathing in space. Uh, they did look pretty pretty worse for wear when they are eventually rescued spoiler tag but uh but yeah they they did survive the ordeal um and despite that being a pretty definitive confederacy victory uh the republic gains the massive piece of intel of knowing what the weapon is uh this is also our first grievous appearance in uh in this series out of nowhere. He's just there. 
Yep. Um, well, he was introduced in the uh, in the Cartoon Network series, and I have no idea if that's canon or legends. Um, I would I would wager they're legends, but okay. Fair. Well, uh, one one note was he he has he has a wheeze. He does have a wheeze already, which he was supposed to get right before episode three, but apparently not anymore. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, I think that's all I have for rising malevolence. If unless you have anything to add, you're missing the best part of the episode when they're escaping the malevolence after they've picked up Plo, and they're they're leaving and they turn off all the droids. And they're like, but how does it know? And then the medical droid just pops his head in and is like, hello. That, that's the greatest. Yes. That was the greatest moment. I forgot about that. Yes, that's, that, that's amazing. Anyway, on to Shadow. Shadow of Malevolence. Um, I didn't take really good notes on this episode. Oh, good uh, Well, I was, I was watching this one at the gym, so I wasn't like taking, taking a ton of great notes with it um introduction of the y-wings which i find interesting that the republic created um a a future rebel alliance ship Mm -hmm. uh i basically this episode was just uh the sort of attack the space attack the dogfight with the malevolence battle battle cruiser um Mm -hmm. Grievous has the brilliant tactical decision of firing the ion cannon on his own ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, he hits like two of the Y wings and takes out every single one of his, his vulture droids. So that worked out super duper. Uh, Ahsoka or Anakin learns a valuable lesson to listen to Ahsoka more. And uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't gain too much from this. They they take the uh, they take the malevolence out of commission. It's not destroyed, but it's sort of incapacitated and take out the hyperdrive. Um, what, what, I will, what am I missing? Yeah. You're, uh, I love that Dooku uh, reprimands. So Grievous um, yells at one of his droids, and I think he hits it. And Dooku pops up and says, hey, the Jedi treat their clones better than you treat your droids. And Grievous is like, yeah, that's their weakness. And Dooku goes, I'm going to exploit that weakness. But, like, I thought he was, rep- was he reprimanding Grievous for, sh- like, was he trying to tell Grievous to be nice to his droids? Or was, he- I don't, I- it was a weird, basically, Dooku doesn't make any sense. Is Dooku, Dooku's in on the plot, right, with Sidious? He he, yeah. he thinks the Republic's eventually going to take over, which I'm not sure how he thinks that works out for him, because the whole galaxy sees him as a war criminal. Um, um, according to the novelization of the Revenge of the Sith, he thinks that they're going to start up Sith Academies, and um, he's still going to be above Anakin, but they're just going to kind of redo all the Sith. Oh. And oh, without any, oh, he's super racist dude, with no aliens, just humans. That, but, um, that sounds like a society that wouldn't breed a rebel alliance, so maybe they yeah. should have gone with that one. Yeah, right. Um, the Camino, the Camino in, in the medical facility was a nice touch, um, because it would make sense that she would be the one to, you know, uh, be their doctor. Um, I liked that they the whole um, they couldn't lose a single ship dynamic. Um, it, it made the them going through the nebula um, a lot. Oh yeah, I forgot about better. that. I forgot about that whole. Uh, oh, yep. I don't like one second. I forgot about that whole sequence in the uh, in the nebula with what what were the beasties in there called? I don't even remember. Space mantas. I don't know what they're really called, but I'm calling them. <laughs> Space mantas. Okay, with the space um, mantas. 
And then my last note on this episode is that Cartoon Anakin is just way more affable than the movie. Like, he's just so much better. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Uh, really quick on the, uh, the that will be their weakness with Grieve yeah. or Dooku saying that he's going to exploit it. Uh, could be foreshadowing to the eventual destruction of the Jedi by the clone army. Um, uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. I like that. I, I immediately switch sides there. Oh, and then the I the I forgot to mention on the rising rising malevolence. Uh, Plo Koon also very very uh, brotherly with his clone troopers. Very uh, the lots of we're just clones, and he's like, no, you're more than that. Yeah, absolutely. And which of course he's wrong. So going on to destroy malevolence. Wait, wait, wait. What if Plo Koon, when he shot down by the clones in his, his Starfighter, what if those were the clones that fought with him in space? Well, no, because I assume that Yoda got close to his clones, Plo Koon got close to his clones, so on and so forth. But then when Order 66 came about, they all just had each other's clones. So, like, Plo Koon had Yoda's. So they were like loyal to Yoda, but not to Plo Koon. Yeah, so they're just like, ah, who's, who's even this guy? If it was Yoda, I yeah. might think twice about it. But uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, we all have to keep an eye because we know Cody is the one that tries to kill Obi Wan. So that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, all right, destroy malevolence. Uh, probably the brunt of of the malevolence trilogy. Um, basically, uh, the malevolence is incapacitated. And uh, the Republic, I thought they'd want to capture it. Apparently, they're just happy with destroying it. Uh, the Separatists, especially Dooku, really want the, the ship to be saved. Um, I, I would, too. It's an amazing weapon. Uh, I would assume, because they're so worried about it getting destroyed, that it's very, it was a very difficult-to-make weapon. Um, and actually, before I move on, let's first just bring up in brief how great the Confederacy is at building weapons. Incredible. Incredible. They built the Death Star, uh, they built the Malevolence, um, and then in that, the Clone Wars Cartoon Network trilogy, they had the giant piston ship. Stomper. The Stomper that could destroy armies. So Confederacy, uh, they are really awesome at this war thing. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they should have won, I mean, in every sense. If they, if it wasn't all a ruse, um, the Confederacy had it. Um, yeah, um, and I know, I know, I'm probably, I, I have a a favoritism for them in my heart because they're underdogs and because it was all stacked against them. So I know I'm not meant I, to like them, yeah. but I do. Well, and I, I I I I like well I like them because all they want to do is just be like, hey, look, we don't like the way you're running things. We're going to go over here, and the public's like, no, you can't leave, and I don't like that. So I, I, I like that. I would, I would totally be a Confederate. I, I'd be with them 100%. Anyway, if I didn't know. Yeah. The episode opens with uh, Dooku informing Grievous that uh, the, he's going to set up an escape for him by delivering to him a very, very valuable Republic senator. I wonder which one it could be. And uh, she does arrive. Of course, it's Padme. Um, and this is the second trap that the Republic falls into in four episodes and so my first question to you is the banking clan want the banking clan wants to negotiate a peace and they demand that you send Padme Amidala by herself 
to come negotiate yeah. with them. How quickly do you send her? I I've already sent her. Yeah, yeah. It's Personally. of I mean, course it's not a trap. Of course, you, no. this is going to be a war changing thing. And of course, you'd want to send her. She's the only only choice. I think she's the yeah. only senator. I, how much do you want them to um, to it to just be any other senator? They're like, <laughs> oh look, it's Bali Mandroso, and you're like, oh that's nice. But no, it's, it's of course it's bad me. But it's not a trap because if it was, we'd probably hear someone say that. So it's okay. Is <laughs> Um, is Bali Mandroso a real name? Nope. I just assume it's probably somebody. Oh, good job. I, I bought it. Thank you. Uh, she gets captured by Tractor Beam. Um, thank God Anakin wasn't just like, I'm sure it's Padme in that Nabu Starfighter. He actually stopped and checked. No, I was good. Good on him. He's learning. Um, so he, Obi-Wan... I don't. Rem- Does Ahsoka go with them? I don't even remember. Nope. No, okay. she stays. She stays on the ship. All right. So they go mount a rescue mission, even though uh, Padme tells them herself to shoot down Malevolence with her on it because Padme is a badass. Mm. And uh, Padme actually mounts a fairly successful, um, a fairly competent assassination attempt on General Grievous by setting her ship to explode in the hangar. Yeah, it was upsettingly uh, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Grievous splits them up somehow. There's some trains and stuff, and uh, he he gets Obi Wan cornered and threatens him with a blaster because um, he likes to show off his weapon variety. Yep, as always. Uh, the droids in the bridge are working on repairing the malevolence hyperdrive so they can escape. Uh, the the thing with the trains where Anakin catches Padme with the Force is nice, and then Obi Wan. Drops C-3PO. Um, I wish 3PO died when he got hit by that train. Well, you knew he wouldn't. I know, but I, I kind of wished, you know? And then George Lucas goes and re-edits the movies to illustrate how he died. It would have been nice. It would have been a nice touch. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, and then we get our but... first uh, lightsaber fight in a while between Grievous and, and Obi-Wan. It's pretty short-lived, but I think it's pretty cool. It was very solid. Yeah, Grievous throws some boxes around. Um, I, I he show illustrates how powerful he is. Like he and he's supposed to be. I feel like he's supposed to be very powerful. He's able to take like those four masters in that that Cartoon Network series that wasn't canon. Mm-hmm. No, that was a good legend. Yeah, what a great legend of General Grievous. <laughs> uh, so Anakin and Padme display zero chemistry in this format of the uh, the Clone Wars, although I struggle to remember any time in Star Wars where they've ever displayed chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anakin kills all the droids on the bridge that are repairing the hyperdrive and then sabotages himself, leaving Padme to clean up. Yep. And uh, they sabotage it. They escape. Padme does some gunning and uh, Grievous is chasing them in his individual fighter, tells the malevolence to uh, to hyperdrive away, hyperdrives disabled, it crashes into a planet, and then he hangs up on Count Dooku. That was so ballsy. <laughs> but, oh God, well, but you, you would have to, because of course that ship was going to crash into the moon when you leave only battle droids in charge. Like, that's, that's it's going to crash into a moon. I mean, he's an idiot for leaving in the first place. Second time I've dropped my mic. Um, well, let's see. So, uh, yeah, th- 
really, battle droids have just been nothing but incompetent since uh, this series has started. Uh, it's amazing that the Confederacy doesn't lose faster than they do with how just bad battle droids are. And, like, the Confederacy has significantly fewer generals than the Republic does. Every Jedi, I'm pretty sure, is a general versus yeah, absolutely. a handful of, of uh, Confederacy ones. Um, Malevolence crashes into a planet. Uh, mm. Republic acts like that's what they wanted. You'd think they'd want to have captured it. Uh, especially since I assume the Confederacy wasn't dumb enough to not know how to build more than one. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was it's odd motivations all around. All the all the everyone gets away alive. Essentially, a couple clones die. Um, it is a definitive Republic victory, I would say. Um, not a huge Confederate loss. They took out some ships with it before before it was toast. Mm. Uh, all right, uh, Jedi. Power rankings. Um, Yoda's at the top. Let me let me get him pulled up here a second. Yeah. Um, all right. We have Grievous to add in, um, and I and any shifting that this episode might have done is Yoda still the the undisputed top. Yes. All right. I have Anakin next. Is is he shifted below number two? Did Obi Wan Obi Wan move up, or is Grievous above Anakin? No, I think Anakin stays. Okay. Uh, Dooku is right below Anakin. Any Anyone above him now? No, I'd say that's fair. Okay, Grievous and Obi-Wan. If their fight had played out further, who wins that fight? I I think Obi-Wan would have had it. Okay. I mean, he does he does beat Grievous in the movie, and does. I, there's a question of whether either of them are significantly better before, uh, before that movie happens. Yeah. Um, all right, so we've got Ahsoka now. Could Grievous beat Ahsoka in a fight? I think 100%. Okay. Uh, so, and then, did this... Aventress wasn't in these episodes, so she couldn't tarnish her reputation any further. Does, uh... Does... Is she still your un, unilateral bottom? She's the most terrible person in any lightsaber battle ever all right forever. So, so we got yoda anakin dooku obi-wan grievous ahsoka ventress are our current standings uh well oh plocoon where would you oh plocoon yeah. Ooh, um this is ba- we're guessing here because we haven't seen him fight but i would put him that's a little like he doesn't yeah, it, it, it's not a conventional battle but right i would put him above or below obi-wan maybe below I'd still say probably better than Grievous, but I don't know. Your call. Mm, I'm gonna put him. He's. I assume Obi Wan's not a master at this point. I I would agree with that. All right, so and I assume Plo Koon is. So I'm gonna put him above him. So it'd be Yoda, Anakin, Dooku, Plo Koon, Obi Wan, Grievous, Ahsoka, and bringing up the rear is Ventress. That makes sense. I like that. A couple just miscellaneous. Um, I loved Anakin and Obi Wan's armor in this. It was really good. I completely agree. Um, secondly, Obi-Wan, I think, has developed the definitive method of destroying droid decas. <laughs> just yep, just roll them with the force if they have shield generators. Uh, I think that the only droid that the Confederate could hold its salt against anyone that the Confederacy had pretty easily defeated. Uh, they're going to... I would say the Confederacy is already not that much of a threat, and we still have six seasons to go. 
I'm I'm excited to see how it plays out. Okay. Well, then we'll go. We'll get out of here right now. Um, a few more episodes next week. I'm not really sure which ones. Episode one right now is up on SoundCloud. Um, I've also got an email address. If we have any listeners that want to email us, they can. I, I'm fine if they want to email mean things. Uh, I'd prefer that over nothing. But it's. I'd prefer them over good things. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, and we'll we'll release the stats of how how sad we get when we read these. Um, but that email address is agdpodcast at gmail.com. It stands for A Galaxy Divided Podcast. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug, John? I want to plug that I love you. Um, okay, that is plugged. Uh, we'll Thank see you. you next week. Bye. Yep.